Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's the Windy City Cubs podcast. We release it every Monday evening. Subscribe to the Windy City podcast for your Cubs pod, your Bears pod, your Bulls pod, and the big-time interviews that we get. If you missed Shaquille O'Neal or Dick Vitale or Mallory Wegeman, who I uploaded yesterday, a Paralympic athlete, I recommend that podcast to the end of the earth. Mallory is so incredibly inspirational. Check it out. She's got a book out. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being, and it really was an absolute pleasure to talk to her. Now, a pleasure to hear that fans are going to be allowed into Wrigley Field, guaranteed rate field. We'll have a little Cubs-Sox rivalry going on this summer. It's going to be awesome. Baseball is indeed back. Cubs are playing great ball in spring training. We'll get into a bunch of that with Brian Beto and Jordan Burnfield coming up. Some good numbers out of the desert. That's impressive. And I'm guessing that we'll get into this big time as far as people going to baseball games. But my take is that people are going to go and wanting to go and have missed it and might even go in bad weather. 8,000-plus are going to be allowed in Wrigley. Same thing with Guaranteed Rate Field uh, to keep people safe. Those seats, I'm guessing, it ain't going to be 3,000 showing up. I think they'll fill up the eight, but we'll have to obviously wait and see. Dewinny City Podcast, a reminder, brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, Manscaped offering the precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It also includes the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I've tried this. It is absolutely fantastic. You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? Why aren't you putting deodorant on one of the smelliest or the smelliest part of your body? And yes, it's not a great smelling place down there, as you well know. The Lawnmower 3.0 kit is sweet. You get boxers. You get the incredible trimmer with the LED light. It's waterproof. You can use it in the shower. You want to do this. And if you do it through us, you get 20% off. You get free shipping. Put in the fan, put in the code FANSIDED20, FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. On that note, let's get into it. The Windy City Cubs podcast. Baseball, fans, back. 
Cubs spring training. They're playing good baseball. Let's go. Showtime. Two out. A run over. The Cubs have scored a run in each of the last three innings. There goes Dunstan. Big chopper into the hole. Base hit to left field. In comes Jackson. Dunstan to third. Four to two Chicago. Baseball fans are back. This is exciting. Brian Beto, Jordan Burnfield, the Windy City Cubs podcast. Beto, we're going to start with you today because, I mean, the Cubs are, what, five and two as we tape this podcast. Nico Horner's hitting 692. I know you don't care about batting average, so let's go to his OPS. It's 1,868. OPS for Wilson Contreras, 1,870. Batting average for old school Carm, 571. Javi Baez knocking the cover off the ball. And the Cubs, uh, you know, then let, let's the, the pitching. Look at Jake throwing uh, multiple scoreless innings. This this team's coming together. Jock Peterson, uh, you know, hey, uh, offseason acquisition, the best in baseball. Guys hitting 364 with an OPS of 1409. This team's already in the World Series, Beto. Yeah, like a week ago, I had to remind myself and others never to let spring training results dictate what's going to actually happen once we turn the, the month over to April. But now that all of the things that have happened are in our favor, I'm going to say there is a direct correlation <laughs> to the first week of spring training statistics to what actually will happen over 162 games and change. Got to think of how many games would actually go through the World Series. That will, will impact uh, those numbers for the rest of the year. So, Jock for MVP, Nico uh clearly i don't know if he's rookie eligible yet but if if so rookie of the year jake comeback player of the year zach davies two scorers today cy young just over you so all these things are all these things are happening so uh the cubs are back they're better than the dodgers and the padres they won the offseason we, we had this discussion last week all we needed was some spring, spring training games to validate that see people think that or they even know that that Beto is is playing around her but the the truth is that you're you're dead serious jordan are you in are you all <laughs> I mean, Scott McClain would agree with you, right? Because Scott McClain, like 20 years ago, that hit like 12 bombs in spring training. He, that guy, that guy has March banners hanging up in his house for sure. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Brian LaHare somewhere uh, also agrees with you because he, I recall, had a couple of monster spring training. Roosevelt Um, Brown was, he had to have a couple of good marches back in the day. I loved Rosie Brown. I loved, I did not, (laughs) I did not love Brian LaHare. That wasn't my guy. You didn't like Brian LaHare? Why? Was there like a bad encounter? just a bad cub first baseman awful. Uh, stiff. He was mad because he came right after we had Grace and then Derek Lee. We were kind of spoiled and logged. I guess there was a little bit of a little bit of a break with the Randall Simon, Eric Carroll, Esop Choi era. Don't, but after don't forget that, Julio Zuleta, Beto. Oh, Julio Zuleta, well. the the full like head turtleneck, whatever that was called. He wore it better than <laughs> yeah. anyone I've, I, I've I've seen. But he, I think that's just kind of what you're you're a little upset because LaHare came after those guys and just just didn't live up to them. I straight loved Julio Zuleta. That is so. <laughs> that is such a good name. Did you did was I the only one that called him who zoom and who? Because yeah. I was the only yeah. one. Okay, because every time he came to the batter's box, I'd be like who zoom and who? And he would just eat and and Zuleta would either it was the dude he was the guy for, he was Joe Boo 
or whatever his name was from Major League, right? What who yes. Serrano? Uh, no, Joe Boo is the was the doll. You're talking about Pedro Serrano. Pedro Serrano. That yeah. I mean, they were the same person. By the way, you're, you're now you're making me look up spring training statistics. Kyle Schwarber is hitting three thirty three with uh, OPS of yeah, but Jock's got a WAR above him right now, right? I, Did you say it yourself? <laughs> I didn't did know they, they calculate spring uh, war. I didn't know they did spring war. <laughs> do they do spring war. It's amazing. I, I have no idea. I'm I'm kidding. I hope anyone listens knows that I'm kidding. Schwarbs kind of. has got one bomb. How many does? How many sh- bombs does our Jock's got? Two. Jock's got two. There we go. Jock improvement. Six RBIs for Jock. How many for you, Schwarbs? Only two. Three times as many RBIs. Jock. Right. Didn't I see that John Lester's hurt, unfortunately? So, yeah. Well, was, uh, he, I think he had um, was it a thyroid issue, right? I want to say. Yeah, that's Which actually is obviously a, a huge bummer. Yeah, that, that's um, actually a serious yeah. thing. Uh, so, the big news, by the way, today, y'all, for reals, is uh, Lori Lightfoot's out there throwing pitches at Wrigley Field. She's out there throwing pitches at Guaranteed Rate Field. By the way, the White Sox are one and five. Um, so, an 8,000 fan. The season, it's over. <laughs> they're they're so overrated it's unbelievable they have no talent on the south side <laughs> teams teams gonna win 60 games plus they had to win this year or they'll never win none of their talents young it's all an expiring deal they're in big trouble if they don't win this year there's big no trouble there's yes. no doubt lucas giolito is the guy's gonna retire <laughs> at the end of the year but <laughs> the point is that eight thousand fans are going to be allowed in as we start the season level of excitement from you guys i mean i i would say that it's exciting that we've gotten to this point in Chicago, right? I mean, the positivity rate is low, and just to have fans in the park will make things seem more normal. I mean, I, I think that the way the city and the state have operated has definitely been with more of a you know conservative bend in terms of like whether to let people venture out into normalcy to keep the numbers as low as possible. So. The fact that they feel okay with this and that they're, you know, giving the stamp of approval, guys, I think is a really good sign, right? I mean, it, you know, the, the vaccinations are seem to be coming faster and faster now. And, um, you know, I, I think that for those who are who just can't live without it, you know, if you can get to a game in April or May and sit outside, and I'm sure that people will, you know, be required to wear masks and be distant and whatnot, but just to have something a little more normal back, just to hear people cheering or booing at a ball game um, will be good. And it was very odd last year when you'd see a home run hit, you'd just hear it clang around bleachers with nobody sitting. Yeah, that was straight pandemic awful. By the way, Lori Lightfoot, solid jog out of the dugout by Lightfoot. Looked good headed out to the mound. And I thought they did a nice job of balancing. Like, first they show guarantee rate, then they show Wrigley. Now she's throwing the pitch first from Wrigley. Like, they did as best as they could to honor both teams. And, and, and Lightfoot, not bad form for a Lori Lightfoot. I was a little bit amazed. Beto, did you see it? I did. I, it was pretty solid. It wasn't like <laughs> wasn't like George Bush in a one level, like, paint the yeah, outside no. corner. But, it. I mean, I don't know anything will compare to that. But it was obviously a lot better than – you know, we saw from like a Fauci last year at Nats Park. So somewhere in between, well, like, I'm, I, I'm actually not you know, surprised. The old I feel like Lightfoot yeah. can fling it a little bit. Lightfoot versus Trump throwing a baseball. It's Lightfoot, Lightfoot. all day. It's- oh, for sure, Lightfoot. <laughs> I mean, 
Lightfoot might be able to throw from behind the plate to second base. No way. On like one bounce. <laughs> no way. And what's her what's her so? pop time? From, from from catch from catcher to home. She's got a solid. You don't pop think on time. one bounce she could throw from home to second? No, I feel like she no. has some air behind that throw. I think, I think she could do it without even getting to her feet like Benito Santiago, just from the crouch, <laughs> zinging it all the way Scotty to second. Bolita, just fling it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm pulling. I gotta pull up the throw and just. <laughs> did she really the have throw more? Looked like it had some air under. I feel like it beat. I'm exaggerating a little. It's hyperbole. It's it's radio. It's podcast. She, she can't get it all the way to second <laughs> base. But Trump would she literally like 95 miles an hour. I I think Trump's athletic ability, even though I guess he can golf somewhat okay, is 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 zero. There's no way that guy is is throwing the ball down to second base. No. Yeah. He I for, wouldn't. He would need. You'd probably have to put the mound. You'd have to put the rubber halfway between the actual mound and home plate. He might get it there. And if people think all we're I know is that Carm, yeah. you said right before we went on air, I'm not super prepared for this podcast topic-wise, and I don't, I don't agree. I mean, we are just firing in all cylinders. You had no idea it was going to go in this direction. I, I, did I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I just was trying to like lower the bar on expectations here that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were going to celebrate the fact that the Cubs have already won the World Series and that Lightfoot, Lightfoot versus Trump wasn't on my radar when we started here, but it, it feels good that we've gotten there. I, I, I for real, am interested in – I don't know, because I read something today about how it's only going to be, like, one person. You can move your tickets to another, so I'm a, I don't even know if StubHub is going to exist – but if it does, let's just let's just say that it will exist. The secondary market is out there. Do we think that ticket prices are going to be if you're if you're going secondary market, they're going to be high because there's huge demand? Yes. You do, you guys do. Yeah, I do. But I, I'm actually this is one of the def, one of the times I'm just I'm being kind of a jerk here that I would defer to your judgment because you're the secondary market guy. I, I I am, but I have no. I mean, I'm not the secondary market guy off a pandemic with eight thousand seats. Like I have no well, idea. No, it is right. So what? But I so yeah. I, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Like I know that that's like the worst answer to give in one of these things. But like this is so unprecedented. I mean, on the one hand, I would think that there are some people that want to go so badly that they would pay over face for tickets. But on the other hand, there is a significant population of people in the Chicago area that in a normal setting would definitely go. But right now it's like, well, have they been vaccinated? Are they mm-hmm. not feeling ready yet? Do they not, you know, like, are they ready for such an event like that? You know, I just feel like I have no, I, I have no feel for how this is going to be. So I think I'm the only one in here. I can't. I'm watching the Lightfoot video right now. You can't tell because they clip it. I I, I don't. I don't think she. I, maybe listen. Maybe it's a fake video. I'm just telling you from what I saw. It looked like she had some air under that throw. It, it's not a and bad. I'm one hop to second. It's not a bad motion, and she's got the follow through. Yes. She could get it to second. I'll give you that. I think it's more than one bounce. Uh, Light Lightfoot, great, great. Great job. And by the way, I saw her coming out of a restaurant like four months ago. And I think, if memory serves, I screamed out at her light foot, or at least I like pointed at her or something. And I was like, I was into it. The guy was, you know, 
fully supporting Lightfoot. Like, I, I like tough Lightfoot. It, 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 I, I got a little bit of a humor out of the whole thing. And she looked at me in, like, utter horror to be <laughs> recognized coming out of this restaurant. And I'm like, come on. I mean, you, you're the mayor. You're going to get recognized. Cars on your team. Huh? I, I'm supporting you, Lightfoot. I know it's tough times right now with the pandemic. There's no easy answers. People are mad at you left and right. But don't worry. Carm's got your back. I, 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 got, I got it. But so you showed your support by yelling her name at her when you were in close proximity. Lightfoot. I mean, I would kill for somebody to yell Carmen. I, that's that's that's, that's not threatening at all. That's yeah. that, that's affection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't okay. you can't tell me that this is the first time a girl's looked at you awkwardly for calling her. <laughs> so. Excellent point. Very, 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 very solid point. But uh, so here, here, uh, a lot of left turns on this podcast today. But so I have had Cubs season tickets going back to, I think, 2011 now. And I've I've sat in my seats, I think, in one game in the entire 10 years. I, you know, I've, I sell them off to, to all my rich friends. But so they this year, your options were either pay the full freight and then you'll be able to go to games, or you could give a 10% deposit and basically hold the tickets to until next year. If you didn't, if you gave no deposit, you were out. You're out. So I did the 10% deposit, could kick the can down the road. The Cubs are going to be terrible. I, I lost one major partner. We're, we're looking for people to come in on the seats. I didn't have the money to do it anyway, so here I'll, I'll kick the tickets down the road. But so I'm wondering, like, did did most people because Cubs tickets are expensive. Like, did most people give the full freight and pay for a whole year of seats, not knowing at all? And, and then they're going to use all the tickets. So none of the tickets are going to get to the fans. And there's going to be that limited amount of seats because season ticket holders, I guess, in theory, are keeping them. And, and and not reselling. I I don't know because these are the true diehard of all the diehards. I don't know. Like it, like did they buy them the the ones that went all the way in on an investment thing and they they're looking to sell them. Like the whole thing's interesting to me because I'm not sure how many what percentage of Cub season ticket holders actually just went for the deposit versus paying the whole thing. Which I thought it was like a no brainer. You put down the deposit, you keep the seats till next year, and and don't go to baseball games in a pandemic when the team's going to be 500 at best. But then again, there's the spring training record, and they're they're on the way to the World Series. So maybe I was, I was wrong. Say, you've heard, you did that before the spring training record, right? Right, right. You had to make your decision early. So now I, everybody's all in. They saw five and two in spring training. They're like plunking down the money. Here's my money. World Series. Didn't did doesn't the Burnfield family have seats? I mean, do you know if you're? It, it, was there a full commitment from Burnfield Central? You know, I'm not sure. I, I I was thinking about this as you were asking the questions because I think they're good questions. I'm not even sure what what the Burnfield uh, representatives who have tickets are doing. All I know is for me, you know, like I don't see a scenario where I'm going to get to go to a lot of games this year anyway. So, like, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I really think it's going to come down to um, having the ability to, you know, either feel comfortable going without a vaccine or being vaccinated and feeling like, you know, I don't, I don't really have a lot of risk factor at this point, so, you know, why not go to some baseball games? You know what I mean? I, I, I think, and I think people are going to have split opinions on what they're comfortable doing, but I think that's what it's going to come down to this year because I do think that there's some people, vaccine or not, that are just like not, you know, they don't feel as much of a 
um, a worry or a risk for doing it. And so they're going to go. And some people might feel much more worried about it and choose not to go. And then there are going to be some people who are already vaccinated. And listen, if, if the country is really going to be fully vaccinated from you know an adult standpoint by the end of May, as was suggested by the White House last week, then I would think that by June, like unless you guys think I'm crazy here, I feel like by June, if the adult population of the country is by and large vaccinated, they're going to have way more than 8,000 people in the crowd yeah. by the time they have a big homestand in June. I, I agree. I mean, so put yeah. you on the spot over under 42,000 fans on November 2nd, game seven of the World Series at Wrigley Field. Ooh, that's a great, Do you think there's more or less? No, I, I think how many? 42? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's just under. I think they're with suites and whatnot. It's like 41 5. Well, they, they do yeah. have to add extra media seating for the World Series. Right. So, right. Doesn't that bring down a few seats? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I yeah. mean, these are all these are all questions that will have to be answered over the next several months. This this is this yeah. is this is fascinating. I do think to Jordan to your point that I think there's like three percent of people that wouldn't go to a baseball game now. I think everyone is dying to go, and the positivity rate is two and a half percent. Everyone's getting vaccinated. People are going to want to go to baseball games. Like, I'll, you you walk around the city right now, and you look into restaurants. A lot of them are crowded. They're sitting in there and they're not oh, even wearing yeah. they're not wearing they're masks. Crowded. They don't yeah. even they're not even yeah. I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" And, and, but they're doing yeah. it. And so like to go to a baseball game and sit outside, I think it's a very 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 small percentage who wouldn't do it. I agree, what but I think it's a percentage of people that it might affect early attendance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that there is enough of a percentage of people that might be sort of like how like when the vaccine rollout began, right? Like people were saying, "Well, I don't want to be the first one to get it. It feels like that line of thinking is mostly over, and everyone that is getting an appointment is taking the appointment, which is great. But, like, I feel like there's going to be some people, and I don't mean even just for baseball specifically, but just, like, bigger events are going to go, well, I want to see, like, how this goes first, and then if I feel like it's safe to go, I'm, I'm all in. So I, I don't think it's 3%. And I think, like, if you're a team like the Cubs, which – to, to make this a baseball point, like the whole offseason, basically what they told you was, we traded you Darvish because we needed money because no one walked in the gates last year at Wrigley Field. And we need fans to have the money to invest in the team. So the Cubs, if that's their position, then they must be acutely aware of – what to expect from a fan perspective. And I, and I don't think it's 3%. Like, I get what you're saying. I think it's definitely way fewer than 50% for sure. But, like, there is still a population of people in and around the city that would otherwise definitely go to games that are probably waiting this out just to see what happens. And that will affect their bottom line, so to speak, beyond the fact that they, one, can't fill the stadium, but, two, you know, how many people are really going to be ready to go to every game? And, like, I know that people say, like, oh, it's the Cubs. People are going to want to go. Like, yes and no, right? Like, in April and May in a normal year, there's definitely a lot of empty seats when it's cold. Like, in June, it's, it's chock full of people. But in April and May, if they're not great, which we expect that they're not going to be, despite their incredible spring training start, you know, I, mean, I, I think it's going to be a really interesting – um, experiment 
to see what kind of crowds they get early on. I, Brian, jump in here, but like to me, there's there is like a little bit of a difference to this April than other Aprils because you just haven't been. Like, oh my God, it's open. I don't care that it's 52 degrees and I am, or 43 degrees and, and even, and the wind's kicking. I'm, st- I'm in. I, I want to go that bad. I think, I think that's going to be right there for a ton of Cub fans. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely see, you know, both sides here. I think there'll still be some apprehension um, from some folks, but you also got to take into account as they add more seats. I don't know if there's going to be like a walk-up scenario or how much the season tickets encompass or pre-sales encompass to your, your point, Mark. But I mean, even think of just that general area of, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of young families around there nowadays, but there's still a lot of these young mid twenties folks there too, that are probably a little bit more, I don't want to say like liberal, but they're more as far as going out. Um, so they might be, you know, willing to walk up. And like we talked about in a podcast a couple of weeks ago where we were like, hey, remember back when they were terrible and we could just go to a Cubs-Marlins Tuesday night game and just stroll up the day of? You might see more of that. Um, if they do, like, the rooftop sitch, I think you might see more people. Like, people were dying to take advantage of that last year even um, when that was open. So so we'll see. I'm just curious to see how quickly they – and this will obviously all be on the numbers um, and the rates and stuff in the city and the vaccination rollout and whatnot. But how quickly they'll amp that 8,000 up um, to, a, to a much more. But either way, I'm just like, it sounds like, I mean, they have to say this, but it really sounds genuine that the players and everything else is, they're really excited to at least have something. They've even talked about, even in Arizona, as lackadaisical as a crowd that is, it's nice to have some people spectating live. I mean... I just got a vision as you were talking that April 1, the Pittsburgh Pirates at Wrigley Field, and Bernie's is packed, Moran's is packed, people are getting dates for after the game, all sorts of good stuff is happening around Wrigley for that Pirate series, and the Brewers come calling the 5th, 6th, and 7th, 6.40 first pitch on a Monday night, Wrigleyville is just bumping, Sluggers is, is, I mean, the batting cages are going. Anybody with me? I mean, I, I think I, I, mean, they, I don't know. We'll see. I will not yeah, be I mean, there. Bars and restaurants are open at fifty no. percent now, right? So, yeah, you know, that could you could see that kind of a spectacle, but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see. Like, I think that people are excited to do stuff again, but I think that it's going to be slower than you think. Like, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I think definitely people want to go back, but I don't see this being something where it's just like people are just you know revved up to sit in forty-two degrees you know, with a mask on for opening day just because they can, right? Like, I don't feel like – I feel like people are just more accustomed to being home now. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, if by June or July, uh, you know, it's we're at a point of vaccination level and the weather's great, I feel like, yeah, it'd be awesome to see Wrigley filled again. I mean, I can't wait for that. Best night or afternoon that ever happened to you at a bar at Wrigley. I'll start it off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anything good jumps out here. I mean, the highlight of my life around anything Cub related happened at uh, the Cubs convention. I'll save that for a different podcast. But Game 5, 2003, Atlanta, after the game, Wrigleyville on a Sunday night, 
it it was a religious experience. It it just it, nothing nothing had ever felt like they were going to win the World Series more than it felt like they were going to win the World Series that night. And I remember like some DJ at Slugger say like the Cubs are going to win the World Series and the reverb was going and I, and I, I I mean I felt it in my bones. And, and, and 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 then and then they didn't but i i in the moment i i remember like my eyes being closed like and and perhaps you know a couple of libations in i'm like this is it this is this we've got wood we've got prior we we've we've got dusty and dusty we trusty i love you kenny lofton sammy you're the man uh you know this is this is it i love you eric Carros. give me give me give me a mark grudzelonic alex gonzalez you're not gonna boot a ground ball and they're gonna blame it on some weirdo in the crowd all that wasn't on the table at that point. I felt it. The Cubs were going to win the damn World Series. Game 5, 2003. Woody did it. Greatest mo- One of the greatest moments in Cub history. Sluggers. Can anybody top that, please? No. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I have, like, two things. The first two things that jumped out were, first of all, I, I went to one of the World Series games, but it was the one that got destroyed game four so like that experience is the top because we ended up winning anyway so it didn't matter they lost that game but like the actual bar scene i want to say probably the most fun i had it wasn't a postseason game but the 07 aramis ramirez walk off home run off francisco cordero and the brewers to left field uh it's back when the cubs were chasing the brewers the cubs are starting to turn around their season that was an absolute blast um like that place it was a friday afternoon and just every bar was just hopping so that was that stands out it was a hot july afternoon i actually remember i interned at espn 1000 that night so i apologize for all those espn 1000 bosses that i went in but i i may have went and showed up to work in a in a state that was probably not below the legal limit so i'll say that that's what i was driving (laughs) that's all i was not driving you're probably happy I was in I was in a great mood. I showed up in my authentic Felix PA jersey <laughs> and and everyone had a wonderful time. So that's probably my top. I think my la- least and this is the other one that stood out and and my wife remembers this because uh I joke about it all the time, but in 08 so game 2 in 08 we go to I can't remember where we even were. I don't know if it was like Cubby Bear. I just started dating my girlfriend who's now my wife. So I was like still trying to get in well. We went out with her sister and you know, and all this and that. And like by like the the first inning, something like non non drinking related, my wife gets like really sick to the point where she's like passing out and like everyone's like freaking out. And then I look up at the T V and the Cubs are booting the ball all the way around the infield. If you remember that was the game where like Terrio, DeRosa, like Lee, they all had errors in the first inning. And I just remember like trying so hard to pretend to care about the potential faint situation. In reality, all I can think about is the Cubs are putting the ball around the infield. So that that's the other thing that stands stands out the most. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Well. So I do remember. Do remember, we watched one in '07. Sorry to cut you off, but we watched the the Zambrano poll for Carlos Marmol, game one in '07. I was yeah, with you watching we did. that when they pulled him, and then the Cubs blew it. And then they yep, didn't win a game I, that series. I just no. I do remember that, and I also remember, um, I remember in '07 when they were in the the first round playoff series against Arizona. I came, I flew into town from Syracuse just to go to the game. For game three, they lost the first two. 
But obviously, when I scheduled the flight, I did not anticipate that they were going to be on the verge of being swept. And so I get there for game three. Now, I, like, fly in day of. Um, you know, my dad picks me up at the airport. I forget. I think we went to Salt and Pepper before the game. Great one. RIP Salt and Pepper, great place. And I had a couple of PBRs because that was, like, one of the, like, three beers they served. And I'm feeling pretty good. And we walk into Wrigley Field. And, like, you know, like, at that time, you remember, they didn't have the, the same – uh, process for taking tickets took forever to get in and we sit down and the first pitch of the game <laughs> is a home run and they're I losing for that so rich hill served it up hey, who was it eric yeah. burns uh i don't remember i it could have been eric burns i don't know i'm pulling it up keep going 2007 game three ring, ring a bell i don't know so so like i adjust you know i was recently 21 like, I really didn't drink in front of my dad very much. They're losing one nothing, literally within five seconds of sitting at this game. And then I just remember having, like, multiple beers on a Jeff Burnfield tab while they were getting swept. And we walked out of the park, and I'm pretty sure Cap was broadcasting from, like, a trailer outside of Wrigley Field. And a fairly inebriated me went and watched some of his post game where I think that was when we had the famous caller Ken who Cap basically had uh, to it off the ledge. Yes, in that post game show. But I remember listening to that um while, you know, after the game, after having probably, you know, several beers because that game sucked and then they got swept and they lost. So, Beto is very impressive here. It was – you said Chris Young, or did you say Eric Burns? It was Chris Young. I said Eric Burns. Okay. You, you, yeah, yeah he, I, I went with the Chris Young, but, yeah, it was burned good, in my brain. Good good job, yeah. Jordan. Uh, Burns hit one in that game, too. Well, he hit it off of Carlos Marmol in the sixth. Chris Young <laughs> hit his second of the series off Rich Hill the first with nobody on and no outs to left field, as Jordan just said, <laughs> leading yeah, off yeah. the ball. He did strike out three times in that game. By the way, Alf. That's the most Chris Young game of all time. (laughs) It is sick that I remember that. It's really disgusting. It's why why you're doing this podcast right now. Uh, uh, In that game, Alf went 0 for 4. Uh, (laughs) I think Alf went 0 for 4 in every postseason game. (laughs) He hit 143 for the postseason that year. Way to go, Alf. I think everyone was 0 for 4 in every game in an 07 and 08 because they won zero yeah. games and just got absolutely blasted. So I hate this team. Um, I love this team. <laughs> I hate this team. I love this team. That's the beauty of it. Jason Kendall had the lone RBI in that ball game. Cubs were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. God, I love box scores. They're so good. Uh, all right. Oh. One, one uh, to wrap up here. Real Cub topic. Has Nico Horner won the second base job? Beto, you wanted him to start a triple-A. Have you changed your opinion? Um, well, I just told you that spring training results right. dictate future right. performance. So I'm ready to, to crown him the next Ryan Stanford. But, no, I don't know. I I had read somewhere that sometimes, like, guys, Nico's a good fastball hitter, and guys do groove a lot. I'm not sure if all of his hits are come on fastballs. Like, um but I think he's obviously shown a lot. It's hard not saying that this is going to dictate that he's going to be this good, but it's certainly better than him not performing well. Like he's hitting rockets all over the field. He hit a bomb 
the other day. I know they literally just picked up Eric Sogard even after Nico got on this tear. So I'm curious what happens there. I still like David Bodie. So I, I still think there's a lot. He, he's lacked so many minor league plate appearances, but he's a really good defender. Um, he gets back to ball, which is obviously we know the Cubs need. So I don't know. I don't think he's got it locked up by any stretch. They still have too many weeks of games. And they just signed a guy, signed a vet, but um, but he's certainly uh, doing his best to like he's doing everything in his control to earn this, earn the job, I guess. Jordan, any thoughts on Nico or PJ Higgins or Nick Martini? Yeah, no, I I agree with you about uh, Nico. The other thing I would say too is that Nico, I think that they would like him to win the job. I know I get what you're saying about. Sogard, um, but you know, I think that they would like for Nico to win the job because it would solidify things. But I think even if he does win the job, I mean, they paid David Bodie a multi-year contract. You're going to see David Bodie, and I think that because David Ross, you know, played for Madden and sort of starts his managerial career um, coming off of Joe Madden and his style, and Ross being as aware of it as he was, you know, even if you know, I think even if Nico wins the job, you're you're still looking at a scenario where Bodie's going to get plenty of playing time. You know what I mean? So, Indeed. like, I think that the options are open here where, like, if Nico continues to hit the way that he's hit, and I also think, like, spring training, as I know we were, you know, joking about it, but, like, the truth of the matter is, if you're a good fastball hitter, you can have an mm-hmm. enormous spring training. And, like, we know Nico yep. Horner can hit a fastball, and he's getting a lot of fastballs early in spring training, and he's smoking them, which is great. But we know, too, that when they get to the regular season, he's not going to be getting, you know, grooved fastballs all the time that he can just pummel out of the park. So, you know, I think that if he continues to hit, that I'm sure they would like for him to win the job for a multitude of reasons. But I still think, you know, unless Horner is just so good, you're going to get plenty of David Bodie. He's going to get into the games, whether it's a second, whether it's a third, and they put Bryant in the outfield or whatever, but I, I just think, like, both guys are going to play basically regardless. So, you know, Horner is doing everything that he can, um, which he deserves credit for, but I don't, you know, I don't know that, that we know anything about whether he's going to win the job yet. Gentlemen, great time as always. As we wrap up here, last night going to bed, I had the Marquee Sports Network on, and they were replaying the first ever night game, which after the rainout, it turned into the Mets. And I'm watching Wally Backman. This is a little bit before both your times, but uh, maybe you remember. I'm sure you know all these names. I'm watching Wally Backman. I'm watching Sean Dunstan with so much enthusiasm. A young Mark. I I love Sean Dunstan. A a young Mark Grace in 88. The Hawk Andre Dawson coming through with key hits. Vin Scully was on the call. Oh, my God. it, It was amazing. It was so much fun to watch. And, like, the. Like the the crowd was, it was acting like they were winning the World Series. They were so into it. The whole thing was. So this was the game that actually counted then. So the night after the night eight nine eighty eight. Or eight, was it the game that? It was. Eight, I guess it was eight nine eighty eight. The first actual yeah. night game, and so, I, I it was. I mean, Vance Law was making unbelievable plays at third base. <laughs> You, it, I, I was, I was, honest, I was having a lot of fun watching this. This was, it was great, and and the Cubs were, you had Goose Gossage was on the mound trying to close it out. Zim's managing, it, I, it, it's it's the most I've ever appreciated the Marquee Sports Network to this point. 
That and By off the, way, the-, so the the fact that that the three of us basically like we could reference eight eight eighty eight so quickly and seamlessly um, reminds me that my wife has a friend who was born on eight eight eighty eight, and the That's first time cool. that this came up <laughs> on in conversation with her, mind you, she is not from Chicago. I was like, oh, your birthday is eight eight eighty eight. First night game at Wrigley Field, and she just looked at me and was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, first night game ever at Wrigley Field." That's you awesome. Don't know this? Yeah, no well, idea, no register. I'm honestly on. I, I, that's on her. Like, how do you not know that you were born on the first night game at Wrigley Field? Like, where? What have you? What have you been doing with your life? By Feel the like way, this is the thing you yeah, should I help. And I tell Deanna to defriend her immediately, not only on social media but in real life as well. <laughs> I think it's deserved, frankly. I'm looking at the box score. Dunstan was leading off that night for the Cubbies, two for five, hitting 267 with an, um, a base percentage of 284. Two, two two uh, I loved him. <laughs> God, did I love him. Oh, he's, I wore number 12 all the way through high school for that guy. So he was my he was my favorite. There was this so. guy in left field that night who went three for four, was hitting 311 with an on-base percentage of 348. Uh, who could have stayed in left field for a while. His name was Rafael Palmero, but we just had to trade that guy because of Mark Grace. God, I hate the Cubs. Um, okay. <laughs> Mitch. He never took steroids, too. Just ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That's him and the rest of them. By the way, uh, also scoring a run in that game is uh, was our good friend Darren Jackson, who I loved working with the last couple of years. DJ comes flying. I'm like, there's Darren Jackson. This is adorable. Jerry Mumphrey was a pinch hitter in the game. All yeah. right. We- <laughs> those games are fun, though. I've, I've watched a few of those, those, those classic games, throw you back. Um, there's been some in the 90s that have been, like, the random ones. Like, we've all seen the same ones, like Carrywood 20 strikeout game or, like, things like that that stand out. But those, like, kind of random ones have been pretty fun to, to watch and have out in the background. Yeah, and Mitch Webster was out there who went 0 for 4, and he was only on the team because – Dave Martinez and Ryan Sandberg had a little situation and Dave had to leave, which is a great story that I probably shouldn't have brought up, but I did anyway. Quickly quickly shipped off from from Mitch Webster. Go Cubs, go. Gentlemen, it's been fun. The uh, DeWinney City Cubs podcast, we record it on Mondays, put it out on Monday nights. Subscribe, like, follow. We love you, and we, we thank you to all our listeners last week. Uh, gentlemen, you should know, Jordan Burnfield, that we had listeners uh, from the U.S., India, Australia, Austria, Canada, and the United Kingdom last week. So that's that, that we, we, we love our U.S. listeners, but India, Australia, Austria, Canada, and, 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 the, and the U.K., we especially love you. Thank you for listening to us and learning about Yeah, the U.K., the, the, apparently they were getting sick of Meghan and Harry coming. So I was just going to say that. Yeah? Yeah. Well, and, and but of our of our foreigners, uh, we have six listeners in India. I mean, that's kind of a, that's a big hit. Uh, if you got if you hit us up, if you're listening in the U.S. and or anywhere else, we will send you a DeWindy City T-shirt. So, tweet at yours truly at the Carm or at Jordan Burnfield or at B underscore Beto, and we will uh, take care of you. And general, good, but that actually isn't me. So what did you, I, I don't know who that one is. They probably won't send you a, pot, uh, a shirt, though. What did I just call it? I swear <laughs> to God, that's your Twitter. Okay, it's just at Brian Beto. Why did I say B underscore Beto? Where does that? Where do you have that somewhere? Never mind. 
Brian B E D O. Jordan, do you have an underscore in there, Jordan? I, I, no underscores. No underscores. Must be my other. Must be a this dream. Might I underscore your lack of knowledge of It would underscore that for sure. You have a great picture on your Twitter, Jordan. You look very professional. I like it. And you've got. Uh, I think I believe that is the World Series trophy that you're smiling and cheesing. I, I do. It's it's yes. it's beautiful. All right, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye. The lights are on at Wrigley Field and the Cubs have turned on Chicago. They're leading the Mets right now. 6-2 as we go to the eighth inning. Two out. A run over. The Cubs have scored a run in each of the last three innings. There goes Dunstan. Big chopper into the hole. Base hit to left field. In comes Jackson, Dunstan to third, four to two, Chicago. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. There's a ground ball up the middle. Backman can't get it. The run is over. Sandberg goes to third, five to Chicago. will draw a throw from Dykstra and down to second goes Dawson. They are scoring runs but again this whole speed thing with the Cubs it's been first and third first and third and Dawson takes the extra base and here comes Davey Johnson. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.